You got the touch. Wow. We're actually going to play this song a hundred times. We are. We're going to get there. There's a button. Um, um, there's a button under live that says hide. Yeah. So I didn't know if that would hide the thing. It stops it. But it wouldn't be a hundredth episode if we weren't still learning how to do all this. No, but welcome everybody. All the tens of listeners that come in to watch us every week uh, for our one hundredth episode of Geek Spot News. Uh, it has been one hell of a journey. There have been glitches on my end. Um, there have been um, guest appearances on your end. Uh, we've had a hell of a lot of fun uh, overall, in my opinion. We have, and thank, thanks to everybody that, that's been around the whole time. Uh, Charles, Dom, Dylan here every week. I know we got some listeners out there, Chris and... A few others that download the podcast every week, too. So love all you guys. Thanks for, for keeping us going all this stretch. I think it's it's kind of fitting that this whole thing started with you and I, this version, with the Crisis on Infinite Earths on the CW. And here we are at 100 episodes, and we're going to talk about the Flash movie. I, I think it's just a, a nice little full circle. We couldn't have planned this better if we tried. It's true. Well, well, we 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 could have. They could have released the Flash movie nine years ago, and it's supposed to come out. Yes, they could have. <clears throat> uh, I just got a a notice about limited bandwidth, uh, so there might be a reduction in my <laughs> video quality. So it would not be, as we said, a one hundred episode show if there were not glitches that's, and uh, fun stuff. That's fair. Yeah. So I mean, you know, yes. we'll, we'll get to all sorts of spoilery Flash stuff since uh, somehow we both saw it. I actually I, saw stuff. We, we should have right. matched. We should have matched. I, I do one. have that shirt upstairs. We saw. I saw one thing five years late. That's that's actually pretty good for you. What did you finally see five years late? It, it is, and and I mean, we may as well start off with it. I saw Into the Spider Verse over the weekend, <laughs> and not across the Spider Verse for anybody. That's keeping track here. This is the 2018 Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. I gotta tell you, pretty damn good movie. Yeah, it People was one of the right. best movies of 2018. If not it the really best was. movie of 2018. Um, I also stumbled across, I want to make sure that I get the name of this right, because you absolutely are going to love this, since we now, at 100 episodes, are going to become a Friday Night Lights rewatch podcast. I'm kidding. Uh, Jack almost left. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I blacked out when you said Friday Night Lights. <laughs> so I, I stumbled across this podcast that started about almost a year ago <sighs> called It's Not Only Football, Friday Night Lights and Beyond. Right. And yeah. what this is, 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 and we are in no way affiliated with this, but this is a, a podcast uh, 
that's hosted by Scott Porter, who played Jason Street in Friday Night Lights, oh. Zach Gilford, who played Matt Sayerson in Friday Night Lights, and uh, Mae Whitman, who did not play anyone on Friday Night Lights, but was in a bunch of stuff, uh, Parenthood and a bunch of other stuff. Um, and she's like a super fan of the show. So I don't know how I did get this job, but, you know. Um, thank you for the congratulations, Brandon. Um, and, and what they're doing is they're basically going back and they're bringing in, you know, people from the show and, and, and stuff like that. And it's, it's, it's an interesting take on the show from an outside or from an inside point of view on how they made certain casting decisions and story beats and stuff. And it's really neat to see that behind the scenes look at that kind of a show where, where, so Peter Berg ran the show and, um, he cast a lot of real life people in the show. Like some of the, some of the people in wheelchairs are actually in wheelchairs. Some of the paramedics are actually paramedics. Like instead of going out and, and, and hiring actors to do this stuff, they just grabbed people that, that did these things like the football players, like they're real football players aside from the actors. It's, it, it was a nice little, little kind of peek behind the scenes at that. That's cool. I'm glad you're enjoying that. I have yet to see, uh, I, I do not want to see behind the scenes of Friday Night Lights because I've never seen in front of the scenes of Friday Night Lights. Yeah, so yeah. I'm good holding yeah. out on that still. I, I realized I have quite a few other things to watch. Uh, thanks to, to Dom for sending all, all the peeps here to, to congratulate us on 100 Aaron, E. Mario, Crimson Shadow, 745. So, Thank you all. Uh, so I'm, I'm glad you finally, I love how fast you pivoted away from finally seeing Into the Spider-Verse 2 right back to Friday Night Lights. I, I it was, was just like it was great. I loved it. Now about Friday Night Lights. Let's go back no, to that. I mean, <laughs> the animation was absolutely outstanding, and and the story was really good. And I like, I like the way. So in in that, obviously, spoilers. If you have not seen the five year old into the Spider Verse, Miles. Now, does that how Miles becomes Spider Man in the comics? Does he get bit by a spider also? Yes. Okay. Well, he's he's. His original origin was Brian Michael Bendis. He was the Spider-Man in the Ultimate Universe. Okay. Then it got twisted back around, and they incorporated him back in because he was such a popular character, and then there was stuff with him and Peter, you know, working together, and they had to reinvent his origin, and much cleaner than uh, some of the multiverse things we've seen. Well, yeah, I, I was kind of leading to that. Like, I, I didn't see him get cut and blood drip in, as, as it seems to be the Sony way of creating... Um, yeah, but it's also and, a kid's cartoon. Yeah, yeah. You think Peter no? And you got him. You got him. You got him with the. It's on his. Uh, it's on his hand. It's on the top of his hand. Right, but he was just bit. It wasn't like he had a a. You know, he got uh, a, a hole in his chest, and and a lion stood over top of him and dripped a drop of blood into oh, his chest. Yeah, I mean, look, we got trailers to talk about. Yeah, don't worry about that. <laughs> Thanks to, to Knickerbomb X for, for the, the love there, too. And, and Jack, yes, yes, 100 episodes of, uh, of Geek Spot News. It only took us 120-some-odd weeks. It's actually yeah, not it was awful. Little... No, not really. Uh, we had consider, a couple... Considering, you know, life can get in the way sometimes of doing these on a weekly basis, and we appreciate all the people, like I said, that stuck with us through all that. Um, it's going to get in the way next week, too. <clears throat> is it? Yeah. I think so. No, we're good. No, well, yours might. might. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, so that's exciting that you saw that five-year-old show and found a podcast about a fifteen-year-old show. Right. Good stuff. Uh, Jack, the private party will be in the back room of the Pennant East uh, at nine o'clock tonight. 
Tommy's already burning incense to get it ready. Um, right. So, yeah, I watched a bunch of stuff. Uh, I, I still have not seen Across the Spider-Verse, so I'm still behind there. Uh, that is a This Week project. Yes! Um, however, I did catch up. I finally saw the Mario Brothers movie yesterday. Did not. I know. It's fine. But it's worth it's, seeing? It's fine. Okay. It was fine. Um, okay. It was like watching a video game. So if you like the Mario video games, the okay. movie's great for you. Uh, and I, I was pleasantly surprised by how little I was annoyed by the voice decisions. So, like, I didn't mind uh, Chris Pratt or Charlie Day, as I thought I was going to in the roles of Mario and Luigi, and they addressed it right up front. And then the way they, they, they address it, and then you're into it, and you don't even notice it anymore. So, wow. okay. uh, so you're allowed to go see the Mario movie now, Frank. You're, you're good. It's cleared. But, uh, Thank you. It's not going to, you know, set anything on on fire from a uh, innovation standpoint because the animation is just like watching a video game. Um, I finally saw Scream Six, which if Dylan was was here in the chat, he'd uh, he would was love that, it. Uh, Scream Six is great, man. Uh, I don't I don't think there's been a bad Scream movie. I got away from it for a little while. I don't think I have seen four yet. Mm-hmm. But you know, they continue the writing continues to lean into like. Hey, we're just gonna make it schlocky and horror movie-ish, and what can we do to do the next gross-out level, and how can we tie it back to the first one and the second, like all these things. And I believe the lead who plays Samantha Carpenter, because they introduced the Carpenters, uh, you know, a nod to John. Yes, um, I'm guessing is one is actually up for the role of Wonder Woman, possibly in the new DCU. Oh. Uh, I, think, I think I saw her picture as one of the lead leads potentially for that actress, um, that which she would do great. I'm 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 with it, and I think she could take it over that role for quite a few years, which would be helpful, um, as opposed to casting some of the older people they're looking at for things. Um, but I did that, and your favorites. I know you're a huge zombie fan. I am. Um, so you know, Fear the Walking Dead wrapped up the first half of their season. After I think it's been 15 years, we said goodbye and not really spoilers, but spoilers if you haven't watched it. Uh, uh, Fear the Walking Dead, just uh, Morgan Jones has left the building on it, but Madison is back this season. You can see all that stuff from the trailers and everything. So, um, But they brought back the lead character from the first couple seasons of Fear the Walking Dead. And Lenny James has gone back on, back across the pond. To, uh, to home to go work on things there for a while, it seems like. But the show is, continues to just be pedal to the metal every week, doing innovative new stuff with the the way the world works and the way they're approaching these storylines and what they're doing from an examination of what that trauma of being in the apocalypse can do to people and constantly living in a state of losing everyone you love and how you react and what happens. It's really, really great work they're doing uh, writing on that show. And then, uh, and then, Dead City premiered this week too. You excited for that one? I'm not sure what that one is. I was going <laughs> to tell you how I knew Andy James, but go ahead. It's uh, Maggie and Negan from The oh! Walking Dead show are now back because Maggie's oh. goddamn kid, who cannot help but get kidnapped and lost, and every this this kid, you'd think she would train this kid to actually survive, but no, he can't do oh, shit. I can't um, believe I didn't know that. So they have to go to New York, though. So it's actually a pretty cool. They have some scenes with like live cockroaches and blended oh. with CGI cockroaches like all over them in the first episode, like digging into the fact that they are in New York City 20 years into an apocalypse, which is pretty cool. 
Um, but it's it's them and uh, just go, digging through New York City and tying back to the old show. And uh, cool. it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, the only new thing I watched this week was uh, Strange New Worlds. The Star Trek show came oh, out yeah. uh, last week. And uh, wow. I mean, wow. It's just for a show that only had the captain of the starship in it for five minutes. <laughs> like They sent Pike away. And then it was more of a Spock kind of stole. So, so there's a little, there's a, there's Wait, a couple discovery or strange new worlds. No, strange new worlds. Okay. Yeah. Christopher Pike is, is the captain of the enterprise. Right. We're, we're still about 10, five to seven years away from Kirk taking over the ship. Like this show actually has a shelf life. Got it. Um, because they, they put it in such a specific period of, of, of Star Trek and Ethan Peck as, Spock is is sensational. He's just, he's so good. Um, one of the only problems I kind of had with this episode was, you remember uh, Star Trek Three, right? Did you see Star Trek Three? Sure. Is that the Maybe? search for Spock? It is the search for Spock. Then yes, I saw it probably in 1984 when it came out. So right. I, it's a little blurry. No, no, no. Understandable. It's that's I was God. I was uh, I was. You were in your mid twenties. I know it's fine. No, I was, yeah, I, no, wait, I was in you were seventh like, grade, sure. seventh grade, sure, we'll be, we'll be nice, sure, yeah, seventh, no, eighth grade. grade, eighth grade, yep. sorry, I started high school in 85, anyway, I digress, in that Search for Spock movie, a big piece of the movie was at the beginning where they stole the Enterprise, and it was such a big, big, big deal because of all the rules for Starfleet they, that they were breaking, as a matter of fact, uh, Kirk, who was an admiral at the time, when they get back from at the end of four with the whales, he actually gets demoted back to captain. And oh. the most the most serious of the charges was disobeying a direct order and theft of the Enterprise. So when this episode, they actually steal the Enterprise in this episode from Space Dock, it kind of lessens that that it, you know what I mean? It kind of lessens that moment. In, right. It's coming up in history because they already did it once. That aside, it was a great episode, and there were there were I, I, the cast is so good in that in that in that show. It's just such a great, great, great show. I'm almost on the on the point of having to start watching the Star Trek shows because I'm I'm starting to catch up on all my TV, and I'm in that summer lull where today even I was digging through what I want to watch, and I was like, I should go watch like the flight attendant finally, and I was like. I gotta pay attention to that. I don't know if I can dig in on there, but but maybe maybe some Star Trek stuff since it Star is Trek, where I need to head. Yeah, it might be a little easier. Um, I would try and start with Discovery. The first season is a little wonky, but the well, or I can knock out Picard finally, right? Oh my God, please! You make my heart so happy. <laughs> All right, we'll you, see. You make me so happy. We'll see. Maybe I'll work uh, with Picard the next couple weeks. And then, and then, of course, tomorrow. So today is Tuesday, the twentieth of June, uh, as as we do this live, and then it goes out uh, to the masses. Tomorrow, the twenty-first of June, we have a new series release: Star Trek Latrine, Star Trek Secret Invasion. Oh, oh, oh! We, okay, we're moving off Paramount over to Marvel. Yeah, Disney Plus. Well, not, not so much, but I mean, I just I, I, yeah. It's they've been dropping teasers for on Twitter for it, but deleting them. Do you see that? No. So they've no, been dropping I, I, teasers I, I, on Twitter about Secret Invasion for five minutes at a time and then deleting them from their Twitter feed. Funny. That's kind of funny. Um, I 
I uh, I actually got the title right this time, though. You did. So can I? You did. I, I keep calling it Secret War. <laughs> it's too that's much the movie that's coming out in 2035. Right, right. We'll right. get there, though. Um, speak, uh, did we talk about... I know I'm jumping all over the place right now, and I have. I actually have a... We're going to get, like, the DC stuff is where, like, the whole kind of meat of the show is going to end up. Yeah. So I'm kind of bouncing yeah. all over the place. Um, did we talk about the delays? No, not yet. Um but I, I will say on Secret Invasion before we before we hit up the yes. uh, delay list. Uh, so over. Marvel did drop their fourth Secret Invasion series now um, a few months ago. It was a quick five issue run, uh, kind of like a, a sequel to the big Secret Invasion that happened uh, 10, almost 15 years ago now that Brian. Funny how that name always comes up in comic book adaptations. Brian M. Bendis did uh, okay. where the scrolls all invaded. Um, this kind of follow up to that that's centered around Nick Fury and Maria Hill. It's basically like a Maria Hill vehicle. Um, and her and Tony Stark and Nick Fury is great little run. It was like five issues, self-contained in and out. Fantastic. Um, but you know, calls back into how not all, uh, scrolls are bad, which they haven't ever really touched on in the Marvel universe. There's like one or two, but for the most part, they've all been bad until we get to the cinematic versions, uh, with Captain Marvel and things. Um, and by the way, thanks, Jessica and hi, Ron. Sorry for the delay there. Um, they, uh, but it's it's a great little run, and it, it I think it kind of figures into what we're gonna see. Um, but it does some cool stuff to set up. Uh, you know, Nick's not part of Shield anymore. Shield doesn't exist. Maria's in the CIA and is the head of their whatever logistics part of it, part of it now. And uh, it it seems like it's a pretty cool and it was a good setup. They keep doing that where they release comics a few months before these series and movies come out. I did see um, first couple episodes were screened by TV critics or whatnot, which I would love to be able to get. If I were able to get early episodes of stuff, I would probably watch more stuff. It's not true. If you're right. It's not. It was a nice try though. Um, yeah. That they're calling this, they're calling this Marvel's Andor. Well, look, they're they're due to come back to something that doesn't suck. <laughs> Take new DC. Um, yeah. <laughs> so so a bunch of stuff got delayed, and and in, on the Disney side of things, one thing got moved up. So Deadpool three moved up from November eighth, twenty twenty four, to May third, twenty twenty four. Which is crazy to me that that's a year, not even a year away now. Right, and it's the and, only thing and that's, that's coming filming up. right. Uh, well, Captain yeah, no, America I mean, was filmed, right? I maybe. And I guess the Thunderbolts but, is done. So what? What's the order? What's maybe. what's our new release order coming out? So we got. What do we have uh, left this year? I'll have to. We have the Marvels well, left that, this year. I'll pull. I'll pull that in a second. Um. So we have the untitled Star Wars movie, uh, debuting on December eighth, twenty twenty six. Oh yeah, we have Avatar too. Yeah. Yeah. So the Avatar stuff really got shifted around. So next so, Avatar was supposed to be next year, right? 2024? Yeah, December 2024. Okay. Avatar 3 now goes to December 19th, 2025. Yeah. Avatar 4 to 2029. And Avatar 5 to 2031. Let's talk about how old is James Cameron going to be in 2031 when this, this Avatar well, movie is supposedly coming out? Well, I got I to gotta uh, figure this out. You... uh. So Anna, it's going to be in her fifties when this come when this movie. But they're already so, filmed. 
most of them. It's I just no, perfect. I don't think the last ones are. So are they? Uh, he will only be seventy-seven at that point. Oh well, there you go. That's a lie. No. Yeah, because he'll be seventy-one next year. So all right. No, he'll be seventy next year. Seventy. I can do math. I swear. Yeah. James Cameron is younger sure. than I thought. So he was only thirty, not even thirty, when he did Terminator. Wow. Yeah. So that's twenty-two years after the first um, Avatar will be the last Avatar. Uh, as far as movies coming out, according to this now, the next Marvel movie coming out, technically Marvel movie, um, that we got a trailer for the other day that basically oh. is just is basically just Morbius with a lion. Oh my god. So so Craven the Hunter. <laughs> oh God. So I love that character. Right. Go ahead. I'm gonna I'm gonna point minute. out as I do, like this is the, was the first painting picture I put up in this wall when I got this room. It's a signed copy of one of the coverage of Craven's last last hunt. Um, this is not no, it's it's Spidey in the black costume, which was he was it was not the symbiote at that point, but it was uh he was just wearing the black costume at that point. Gotcha. Um this is not the Craven that I remember at all. Um and I haven't read much Craven stuff. Um but this trailer looks ridiculous and not like yeah. in a great way. In a Sony doesn't care about continuity or like Marvel's actual properties or anything. They just write a movie and then say, you know what we're going to do? We're going to call this one Craven, even though it has nothing to do with Craven's character at all. Hey, let's um, cast Russell Crowe in this too. Cause he's in everything right now. Yeah. Cause Zeus is Craven's dad. Apparently. Um, I don't, I don't know how that got through casting. Um, and then, you know, like Craven in, in the comics, since he was introduced is an older figure. Like Russell Crowe would have been a great Craven. No, he wouldn't have. Um, I mean, his accent that, wouldn't have that's worked. Movie looks. <laughs> um, but like, not nah, maybe like ten years ago, Russell Crowe would have been. But he was always like supposed to be in like his forties, maybe in his fifties. Um, older dude, big, had been a safari hunter for years. They kept looking for the next thing to go and kill. He was not an anti-hero. He was not a hero. He's not trying to catch criminals. He just went to hunt stuff. And had all this mysticism about him of like how he fought Spider-Man was like eating these herbs and concoctions with like uh, potions with spiders stuff imbued in them. They then gave him the spider strength is how he saw it and things like like super crazy dude. Um, they've reintroduced him the last few years in the comics as uh, uh, with his son now. I think they brought in which is maybe what this is more based off of because these movies like to think that people actually have still read comics the last 10 years instead of everybody reading the old stuff. Cause I think if you look, the internet has made these small portion of the country that actually reads the new content seem much louder than all of us that read it 30 to 40 years ago. And that's what our recollection is of all these comics, which is why it's getting trickier and trickier with what they keep doing. But uh, I think Craven looks like a fun popcorn movie, but not a Marvel movie at all. I it's don't, not it. Uh, it's, it just it looked awful, and and I don't even know that much about Craven except I know that he's a bad guy, right? And the yeah. the tease at the end of of the Rhino, it looks like that was look that looks awful. Yeah, look, I'm gonna give it the benefit of da the doubt because um, as yeah. bad as Morbius was, and as bad as the Venom movies were, they were all gr they're all great popcorn movies. Like the action's great in all of them. They look super slick, um, and they're just they're fun to like put on in the background. Like, cause I know that they don't 
effing matter. So, no. so like, it's no. fine to just go and just enjoy them for the, the show that they are and not be worried about, like, oh, my God, this isn't tying in right. Oh, why is why are they doing this? Why wait? Why is that person that like you know what I mean? Um, which is nice sometimes to not have to have everything connected and wonder why it's somebody didn't read another script. Um. Okay. So here's the new Marvel list according to this. This looks like it's it's right. Um. This is just movies, I think. So Captain America: New World Order, um, did start filming at the end of March. Okay. So it should be done. It, it had an original May 3rd, 2024 date. It is now July 26, 2024. So that's not too bad. It's just a couple months. No, and Deadpool took its spot. Right. Uh, the Thunderbolts. Um, was the July release. Closed. That that had its shoot halted. Um, it was supposed to be July. It is now December 20th of the same year at this point oh. in time. Right. Yeah, I don't know about a December release for Thunderbolts. That does not bode well for that movie. I don't think so. Um, Blade looks look to be uh, September sixth, twenty twenty four, and now that looks to be pushed back to February twelfth. Yeah, it's, let's just let's just Blade's not it, happening. It's fine. It's not happening anytime soon. Fantastic Four um, was pushed from February twenty twenty five to May twenty twenty five. So that's it's again, not that's not too bad. I think with Blade, uh, they cut the budget. They they cut the budget. They get somebody to write it nice and tight, mm-hmm. and they do it as a Halloween movie this year, and expand out on that Disney Plus Halloween. I get they want to they want to so the supposed box office of Mahershala Ali because I don't know that that's ever been proven. Oh, um, it's not getting proven anytime soon here. No, or even with his big hits, he's got won a lot of acclaim, but I can't say that he's a box office draw. No, so. And neither is Jon Snow. Like, the dude's big on HBO. That doesn't translate to the movies. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I think you pull them in and put them in at Disney Plus, like the Halloween special. I think that's where, where your money is with all of that horror stuff. Um, and I, that, that would be a much safer and smarter play, and they could probably actually get this stuff done if they weren't worried about all this crazy special effects. And we know the CGI on Disney Plus is going to be garbage anyway. I mean, better than DC. But Maybe. Maybe. I mean, maybe I don't know. not. The, the, the I don't know. Have you seen some of these movies now? There's only yeah. three special effects houses, and I don't think any of them can keep up with the single thing they're doing. Um, so Fantastic Four uh, moved to May second, twenty twenty five. Okay. And some days will cast that. Yeah, we still don't have a cast for that, and that's probably going to be paused again because this writer strike thing does not look like it's ended anytime soon. No. Uh, it it this looks like they're digging in for like the long haul. So what that did was that pushed Avengers Kang Dynasty to May 2026. But even that, Jonathan Majors goes to court in August. So <laughs> that's gonna that's gonna determine you know what happens with a lot of stuff. Well, he's pretty yeah. central Loki coming up. So with that, they usually drop the Legends runs, right? Right. They pooled the Legends. Featurette that. that would have had Jonathan Majors in it. Yeah. Um, Avengers Secret Wars, the one that I always get wrong, yep. was May 2026, now is May 2027. That's a whole year. Yeah, I look, and I, I think I've said it a hundred times, we, we start to run into problems with these things, and mm-hmm. especially when they don't cast super young, which I don't want them to cast super young. 
Um, but when you drag out these universes, which would now be going on 20 years at that point, mm-hmm. like your actors are now 20 years older. The actors in the comic books, they don't age. I'm not going to remember the first Avengers movie by the time Secret you I'm going to be drooling on myself. Imagine the kids that are coming up that is like, all right, you're ready for movie number 40. You got to go watch 39 other movies to understand all the references. And like, that's crazy. Oh, and go watch 17 TV series that have come out in the meantime. Right. That are all six to seven hours long. Yeah. I mean, like it's, it's a lot. The, the thing is with, the thing is with comics that I don't know when we're going to get to with the movies or if they're going to just say this is what they're going to do is um, with comic books, when you get a new creative team, you kind of do a soft reset, right? You get a new vibe for the character. You might get a new costume. You might cross over with different characters than you used to, you know, and like some stuff still applies, like major deaths and things still apply, but like it might be a different, all of a sudden the character might seem a little bit younger and they explain it away by this, or it might be a little bit older and, you know, and then the next run, it's he's a different guy again. Um, I think that's what they're going to have to get to in these movies to end up making them yeah. work right, um, as opposed to trying this 20-year story. Because Anthony Mackie will have been in Marvel movies for 15 or 18 years when that comes out. Because Captain America's got to be in that, right? Paul Rudd's yep. going to be 75 years old when that comes out. Yeah, but he'll still look 36. Yeah, that's true, but... But I mean, we're already we're already getting a little out of control with the CGI for stunts and everything at this point. So I can't imagine how bad it's going to be when you have Michael Douglas in that movie. He doesn't want to be in that movie. He wants to be killed off the next time he comes back. He said well, that would he would he'll either be in Kang Dynasty or in Secret Wars. That's true. Look, I think he makes some. You do a Disney Plus series about Michael Douglas and and Janet Van Dyne about Hank Pym and Janet Van Dyne in the early days of Ant-Man and Wasp. I think that's a killer show. Yeah, but you make it like the like the the Avengers TV show? Right. But like, when do you write it? <laughs> when do you write it? Like we're getting we're going to come up to a point now if this thing lasts much 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 longer, we're going to come up to a point where they're not going to be able to film anything new and we're going to be a rewatch pod, podcast because there's going to be no damn news to talk about. Yeah, we still got stuff. Look, we have at least until Deadpool comes out. Okay, I'm good with that. Right, because that's that's new and that didn't get shut down. Same thing. So we got a year. We got a year until we start to see ramifications in the movies. TV will be well, much we, faster. We got Secret Evasion, and then we got Ahsoka coming in August. So that's and then we least... have then we have Loki in in October, and then we have one day of Echo. One day, and of the Echo. Marvels drop somewhere in between all that. Right. So and then we got, there's more t- uh, Daredevil. Maybe we'll get a few episodes. Maybe we'll do a split like every other channel does now. We'll, uh, we'll have, um, we'll have done 110 episodes by then. It's possible. Um, all right, real fast before we go into the, the, the DC stuff. Um, here's a, here's a quick little list. I want to hear how, how you, you feel about this one. The 10 best star Wars lightsaber fighters, as posed by Corey Larson of Screen Rant. This was mm. published five hours ago, so this was a fun little stumble across upon. Okay. Okay. Number yeah. ten. Ray. Uh that's generous. Top 10. That's ge- no, I-, I would say no to Ray. Okay. Being in the top ten even. Number nine, Darth Maul. Mm, he's like much farther up. He's like five, four or five. Number eight, Ahsoka. 
she should also be farther up. She should be like six. Fair. Number seven, Count Dooku. Uh, it's probably not an awful spot for him. Okay. Here, here's here's the one that number six, and they they split this person. Uh, it's it's one person. This Anakin slash Darth Vader at six. How yep. do you put six? Yeah. Uh, I mean, let's think about the the times we've seen him fight with a lightsaber in live action. But that's live action. You also have to figure there's tons of other mediums well, tons out there that you don't see. There's not with Darth in in animation, though. It's all comic books. Not animation, but there's comics galore. Yeah, all of the Darth stuff is comic books, though. So I, I think this is probably based on what we've seen. Okay. Right? Um, May, I, it didn't we'll see what the next five people are and then then we'll determine if it's what we've seen i think that's a good spot for darth though i don't think and okay. anakin was supposedly great um so anakin okay. should probably be a little bit higher okay uh number five obi-wan oh that's way too low he should be like second okay number four yoda yoda should be number one fair enough number three they have luke skywalker no no he should be like number nine yeah, he was not even just he baseball. He kept getting that. shot. Yeah. <laughs> Number two, Palpatine, Darth Sidious. Never saw him use a lightsaber like once. Okay. And number one. <laughs> it's going to be Mace Windu, isn't it? It's a bad motherfucker. Yeah. So, no. This is the worst list. This might be one of the worst lists I think I've ever seen. Yeah, because you put Ray on there. You don't put Kylo Ren anywhere in there. Kylo Ren was great. Right, and you have Mace Windu at number one over Yoda. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, 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 no. Um. Okay. Let me let me do the non-spoilery. Uh, where do I have? Uh. Okay. So we're gonna go into the DC stuff, and um, we're it's it'll be easier to just say we're spoiling the Flash yeah. to kind well, of go from here. We're not gonna review it. But we got some talk. some TV stuff before the Flash, though. We can go TV stuff. Let's um, knock that out because there's been some big TV actually, news. There has, and I forgot to pull that up. Let me let me get. So this. we got, so we got Gotham Knights. Sorry, Matt, if you're listening to this, uh, canceled. Um, not even not even done their first season yet. Don't even know how it's going to end up. Um, but it's it's that show has actually continued to get better as it's gone. Uh, where it's it's starting to grow on me, just like uh, Batwoman did and like Gotham did, where it's kind of leaned into just the the stupidity and craziness of it. So it's actually turned into a little bit of a fun watch. Um, and only two episodes left for that. So you can binge that when that's all done, Frank, uh, in like three weeks. Uh, and then I think there's a new episode tonight, actually. And then Superman and Lois has a lot of big news. Yes. I just pulled that up. Got renewed for season four. So it is the last Berlanti show on CW standing. I will not call it an Arrowverse show. No, but, but, this is also a really neat bookend because Smallville was the first superhero show on the CW, right? Mm -hmm. That's Superman. And the very last show with a superhero on the CW at this point in time is going to be Superman and Lois. So Superman bookends that whole run of superheroes on CW. Yeah. Now some big change. I'm sure you're still behind this season. I am. Um, I am. But some and huge changes. Yes. So... Uh, seven cast members. So they're only going to do 10 episodes next season. And I think yeah, it was which right? is fine. 
Mm-hmm. These storylines are drug out into 13, as evidenced by The Flash Season 9. Seven cast members are dropped from the main roster to recurring status. Those seven cast members are Dylan Walsh, who played General Sam Lane. Yep. Uh, Emmanuel Shakri, who plays Mayor Lana Lang. Yeah. Eric Valdez, uh, her ex-husband Kyle Cushing. Mm-hmm. Indy Navarrete, uh, who played Lana. Uh, you just Kyle said Lana. Did I? Yep. Oh, no, no, no. So Emmanuel Shakri is Lana Lang. And then uh, I'm sorry. Is this Sarah? Sarah. That's Sarah. I I didn't know. I didn't catch that they were knocking Sarah back too. That's surprising. They, they knocked her back. They knocked. Uh, I'm not sure how to say his first name. Wole Parks. Yeah. Uh, John Henry Irons got knocked yeah. back. That's uh, fine. Taylor Buck uh, as John Henry's daughter Natalie got knocked back. Yep. Um, and Sophia Hasmick, who played uh, Chrissy Beppo. Got yeah, back. that's fine. The Beppo. Kyle's storyline this season is god awful. It's killing me. I, um, that's, it's that's completely unbelievable. Do, don't buy it at all. <laughs> so um, the only he's four, a pretty good looking guy. I'm just saying. The only, <laughs> the only four remaining regular cast members are Superman, Lois, both the kids, mm-hmm. and Michael Cuddits. Um, is getting upgraded. He hasn't even been on an episode yet, mind you. He's getting upgraded to series regular. We have two episodes left this season, and they've been teasing him for 11 of them. He's going to just pop in at the end, isn't he? Yeah, for like two episodes. Right. Um, it's, it's, I mean, this, the storyline's been great. They've been, the storyline's been good this season. Um, I thought they've, they've taken real, real care with how they have treated Lois's cancer. Um, which, you know, cause every, every Superman show in every season, right. How do we humanize Superman and make him, what's, what's something he can't beat that we can make the storyline, right. To actually make him have to deal with something. Um, what they've done with Lois's cancer and how they've treated it and how and now she's at the point where this isn't really spoilers, where she's going to have to have a mastectomy, a double mastectomy because she had breast cancer. They right. really took care in dealing with that and how she reacted to that as a woman, and, mm-hmm. and losing that part of herself. And she and Lana had some really great moments in the last few weeks uh, where they talked through that and came to terms with it. And, you know, even great stuff with Lois and Clark on that. Um, so I, I think they really handled that well and done better with that storyline than I had any expectations of a show on the CW doing. That's good to hear. Or anything in the DCU at this point doing uh, DCEU. Sorry. Um but yeah, so uh, I think they've done a really nice job with that. I'm excited to see where they go next year. I'm nervous that we're losing the entire supporting cast for the most part. And uh, yeah, that's, that's rough. The new, the new Jonathan is fine, mm-hmm. um, but he is a whiny bitch. Well, wasn't his brother a little bit whiny too at times? Uh, the, I mean, look, they both are, and I get <laughs> it. But like, uh, the new Jonathan is—he's a way better actor than the old Jonathan. So he has that going for him. Um, but I don't, I don't know where, how you do the family dynamic without with taking away all of the yeah, supporting cast for the teens. Like, it's going to be weird. So I don't, I don't know where they're going to go with it. But, uh, but maybe, know, maybe, when Clark the maybe Clark isn't in the super suit at all. Uh, look, I'm also nervous about that budget piece because they still spend a lot of money on effects on this show. Like a lot of money on effects every week. Yeah. Um, so maybe that was their way to keep their effects budget was to cut heads. 
So if that's the case, then cool. I'm down. So um, I think that was, that was all the DC news. That's official. Uh, besides well, that thing that came out. Oh, is there more? There's that was all the official stuff. And this is more of a, of a Hollywood reporters kind of James Gunn is screen testing people for Superman. Oh, yeah, Superman. I don't know who any of these guys are. Right. So first, before we get to that, uh, James Gunn confirmed that Blue Beetle is the first superhero to appear mm -hmm. on screen for his iteration of the DCU, EU, whatever yeah. the hell it is. That trailer looks worse every time I see it. Yeah. I'm not excited about that one. So he's yeah. screen testing Nicholas Holt, who you do know. Yeah. He played yeah. Beast in X-Men Days of Future Past. He was also Renfield, and he was great in Renfield. Right. I think uh, he's a better Lex Luthor than a Superman, but fine. Um. Uh, a show or a movie called Pearl, uh, David Cornflet. Uh, yeah. Pearl's not... a horror movie. It's it's one of a trilogy. Okay. Uh, it's supposedly fantastic, but I don't know who he is. I, I've looked at him. He's he looks fine. Okay, Greyhounds. Tom Brittany yep, is the other. So those are the those are the three for Superman. Uh, for Lois Lane, they will be testing with Emma uh, Mackey. Nope, don't know. Her. I'm not sure who she is. Uh, Phoebe Dynavore. Nope. And I'm not sure who she is. And Rachel uh, Brosnahan. Okay. From uh, Marvelous Ms. Maisel. And she's in uh, House of Cards season one, I believe. She runs a little old, I would think, for what they're think trying so. to do with it. Unless they're going to introduce the Lois as the older reporter. Like, right. but older, older, not like uh, Smallville older, where she was maybe like a month older. But then they made her seem three years older, but she was really like the same age or younger. Right. Right. Um, that's fine. Uh, I, I, I'm more interested in... Oh, and there, there is that other news um, about, about the Batman 2 over there. Uh, they have officially announced the director for Batman, the Brave and the Bold. And That's it will right. be Andy, Andy Muschietti, who is... Who's um, done a sensational job at The Flash. Don't lie. That is, that is one way to put it. Um, my... So I did also see that Jensen Ackless has not said that he is not going to be batman and i really no. really hope they cast him but he's like a little too old yeah uh, he, well, he's he's 44 so let's do the math right so movie comes out in two years you're building at least a no oh, sorry three years it probably right. probably three years so he's gonna be 47 when it comes he's out be really close to 50 you're building at least a 15 year plan so can you have him playing this role at in his 60s? Yeah. But Michael <sighs> Keaton just did it. Yeah. Um so so yeah. So let let's let's get into flash spoilers. Do we have a, do we have a thing for it? Probably not. Do we have a thing? I didn't I didn't make a thing up. So you do that real quick. I can talk about uh, a couple other things before we get to the spoiler part. <clears throat> uh Sasha Kelly has uh spoken with DC about um, a future as Supergirl. I wouldn't be upset to see that at all. Um, I, I thought she was one of the bright spots of the movie. Um, but before she was, we go she in, in for like seven minutes, though, I think, right? Right. So let me, I, I went on Dom's podcast, uh, or well, not podcast, but I went on, I did a review with Dom. Dom posted it to YouTube, uh, to Ace Avenue. Uh, Dom and I sat and we did our, we had a little chit chat about The Flash. So I got his take. He got my take. I want your take. I want to hear your thoughts yeah, on the yeah, Flash yeah. movie. I get to say anything. Um, 
so a- as I've mentioned more than once on this this, this show, so um, I I have read every Flash comic since '82 uh, in the last few years um, to make sure that I, I I was caught up in preparation for this movie and in all the Flashpoint iterations and things that they did. Um, I've also said since uh, when was he cast? 2014. Uh, Ezra Miller cast when he was 21, I believe, or when when so. they were 21. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. So, and, and look, if I if I mix up pronouns or Frank mixes up pronouns with Ezra, it's not from a point of ignorance. It's just making the mistake. So, throw that out there now. Um, Thank you. Since Ezra does use the 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 they them pronoun. Um, however, so I have always had hashtag not my Barry uh, with Ezra because I do not think that they play Barry Allen well. Okay. Um, and, and the take they did in this movie, it was, I felt like the whole movie was, we want to use these characters. This is who we have to use. How do we write them into a movie? Not let's not let's write the best movie we can. It's, this is who we have to play with for the longest time. Um, you know, because all of it seemed ba- written around the cameos. The, the Flash story was a weak imitation of Flashpoint. And God forbid they not make, again, spoilers, the big bad Barry for once. Like, I watched this I watched this movie nine seasons in a row on the CW. Where everyone was, oh my God, it's a speedster. Oh, and Barry made the speedster. Oh my God, look at that. It's great. Like, okay, we got it. Like, it, that's just their thing. And it wasn't reverse Flash. It was Barry. So, like, it was basically the Savitar from season four of The Flash on TV is what the whole movie was. Yep. So, uh, super disappointed in that. I don't know that Christina Hodgson never watched the show. Um, and I was not a fan of her take on Birds of Prey either. Um, I know that's a hot take. Um, I did enjoy her Bumblebee. So, she is now one out of three for me. Okay. I like um, Bumblebee. But overall, like I, I, I appreciated Michael Keaton coming back. I thought there was some okay stuff with him. Uh, I wasn't like, oh my god, it's Michael Keaton. I was like, why did they make old man Batman a miserable, crazy shithead in this Wayne Manor? Like, why does he not have the Bat family that we've spent all this time building up everywhere else? And like, you're gonna tell me that that Bruce just ends up crazy and alone in his mansion in 40 years? Like, that seems weird and kind of a disservice to the Tim Burton Batman stuff. Right, that he never gets out of his head and goes there, but still has all this tech that's still current but old, but doesn't work. But he has been retired forever. Um. So, uh, I did like Sasha Kaye. That was a similar take to the Superman version from the comics. Correct. Um. You know the the difference in the comics was they really had to break him out, um, and. Uh, he was like super thin and stayed super thin. I remember later on, right? Like it was, it was kind of a cool take. Um, and if anybody hasn't seen the Flashpoint Paradox, which is the animated version of this, uh, go watch that because it's way better. Um, way better. And the only other thing I'll say from uh, all that is like, as I said, not my Barry. I definitely did not need fucking two of them the whole movie. <laughs> like it I was did. like so many jokes that I was like, oh my god, okay. I got it. Seth Rogen wrote the screen. Oh, got it. It's okay. It's a Seth Rogen screenplay. Cool. It's all like dick and fart jokes and like the guy's an idiot, but he's, but the other one's way more mature at 27 or how I, I couldn't tell how old I was supposed to be. 
Right. Which made it tough that they kept trying to play ages. Because, like, and and they threw a, uh, they totally rewrote continuity from the Justice League 2. Because we played into Barry uh, saying he was meeting people his first year in college. But then he's been at the crime lab for a while. But he doesn't right. seem like he's been around seven years as the Flash. And then if, you- if, well, hold on. So if he got struck by lightning on his 18th birthday when he was in college, he was not a forensic scientist when he got struck by lightning. And if you go by before, he was not in crime labs or anything. In the Justice League, he was still just a student. So they totally screwed that up. <laughs> um, but yeah, look, I gave it like a four and a half, five. Um, DC has just continued to fire on like half cylinders for me for the last like four movies. Um, but that that's was about where I figured you were going to land. That's, most that's, of, that's most pretty- of my take, and I hate where they ended up. I thought it was a cute, cute change over to, to again, spoilers, Clooney coming in as Batman. But I was like, well, that just fucks up everything. <laughs> well, so. There's a lot. Okay, I got a lot about this. I'm not. I'll, I'll give a brief, my yeah, brief what, thoughts on so it. So I haven't had a chance to listen to you and Dom's take yet, and I'm, you know, as as although they should, I'm sure some some of our listeners have not had a chance to catch that review from over the weekend yet. So what were your thoughts? So I gave it a six and a half, but I gave it a six and a half more for the cameos that we got than for the actual story of the show. The opening sequence was really, really good, okay? The oh, opening sequence was really good. Ben Affleck was great as Batman. Oh, agreed. And, and yeah. I felt like he felt like he, I felt like he really finally got the character perfect, and it's like, okay, goodbye. So the bike was great. You know, the only thing I didn't like about the opening sequence, the CGI with the babies was really terrible. Like, really, really bad. We shoved the baby in a microwave and closed the door. What the fuck was that? <laughs> like, like not, but like, was, safe. Like, he, you lit and, and oh, don't get started in the intro. Yeah, but look. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Hold on. And I, 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 I definitely, on this. definitely didn't like. Go ahead. Go ahead. So, no, I go mean, ahead. the physics involved with the opening scene, right? Like, just because <laughs> he's moving super fast doesn't mean they're not still falling really fast. Right. Mm-hmm. Like they're still falling and he just puts them all on a cart and it's fine. And nothing happens to all of these little babies that I like. I, I don't know why they had to do babies in the first scene. Like it was just it was a it was a fine sight gag, but it was the CGI was so bad. And like I'm watching it the whole time going, yeah, that wouldn't work. No, 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 no. And make I... dumbass the whole intro and the calories thing. God damn it with the calories thing. That was a Wally West thing. Anyway, I like the calories and I like, I like the calorie counter. Like I, I like that little bit of it. And I, I, I enjoyed it. It didn't matter again. The rest of the movie. Well, no, but I love Jeremy Irons back. Cause I just, I love him in general. He's great as Alfred in, in every way he played him. The scene where he's falling off the thing, the bridge. And she comes with the lasso again with the lasso trick and the, the, the stupid gags with the sex and the ga- and, and him and, and like I, that part of it could have done without that whole, whole part of it. Um, we did get in the very beginning, we did get Henry Cavill 
um, they kind of kind of showed the back of him fighting a volcano or something like that. Oh it was like yeah, the yeah, very yeah. back of him. So like it was you know uh, almost a little bit of a uh, a sight gag to to explain him away for now. Um, I didn't hate the acting. I didn't hate Ezra's acting around his mom. And I say his because Barry is, I'm going to, I'm going to call him Barry. So I can't, so I don't screw the pronoun thing up. I didn't hate that Barry's acting around his mom and the, the, the sentimentality towards that part of it seen at the end with the, with the soup and like uh, the, the soup, the, the pot, the tomato sauce. I, that was decent acting. You know, that, that, that was a, that was a touchy moment. Yeah. Um, the, the rest of it, I, I liked Keaton and, and I, it wasn't a good movie. It was really long. It was really, really yeah. long. Um, there, there's a script written for a second movie. Oh God. But in order for this movie to be made, it has to hit a plat. It has to hit a certain trigger at the box office. The trigger at the box office uh, I want to say so. So far, it earned seventy-five point seven million opening weekend. The the trigger is where is it? I just had this. Uh, it has to be uh, six hundred because the movie co- they they yeah. need four hundred to break even. It was seven, I believe. It has to it ha- it has to so yeah. it has to come close to the Batman seven hundred and seventy. Well, thank God it's we won't get a sequel. Then. Anywhere near that. If this thing makes three hundred million at the box office, I'll be shocked. No, it it beat four movies opening weekends, uh, and but, three of them were open during the pandemic. Right, but what's coming? <laughs> yeah, like I mean, and like it. The only movies it beat was Shazam, Shazam two, mm-hmm. uh, Wonder Woman two, nineteen eighty four, Birds of Prey, and The Suicide Squad. Two of those were barely released; weren't even released in theaters, really. Um, but those are the only only DCU movies that it that it beat. Um, just for Dom from earlier, rated out of ten, I would I I think I said a, like a four and a half maybe. Um, I was I was not I was annoyed a lot of the movie. Um, one weird choice with the mom. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't understand. It's fine, but I don't understand why we felt the need to make her uh, Latino. And why we dug into that like hard, it seemed. But, Bar- but um, for Bar- the little Jewish Dutch German Ezra Miller <laughs> to play her son, like if it would have been like if, if Ezra was of like Hispanic descent, like cool, I get that sure. you're tied it into the actor. That's great casting, sure. you know, sure. and tied in. But again, Jewish Dutch German uh, doesn't really play that for me. Um, so I, I I didn't understand why they went that route with it. Um, no. and you know, so, some of the other, uh, you know, things like the, the frat boy stuff at his apartment when we went back and had to see Patty Spivet yeah. again for some reason. Yeah. I was going to mention that the fact that that was Patty Spivet, who, who in the CW flash was a cop had too much chemistry was, with him. They got rid of her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was a really good character. Um, and that was the other thing before I go into the cameos, which is basically the, 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 the crown jewel for me. 
I it felt like the Barry Iris thing was so forced and shoehorned into this movie. Mm-hmm. There was no time for that to breathe or to grow. He didn't run into her in the past. Like there was no like no. there was nothing to that at all. And they have even less chemistry than yes. than this than Candace Patton and Grant Gustin, who have no chemistry in my opinion. They had way more chemistry than these two did. Yeah, like none, like no, nothing, nothing that strikes like as this is the girl. Not any way that that as Ezra played it towards her. No, uh, not any way she played it back where she was actually interested. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So, and I kept hearing rave reviews about her performance in Justice League. I'm like, I don't know. She walked across the street and got sucked up by a hurricane know, that he made. I don't, I don't know what the hell movie Tom Cruise watched. Either. I don't either. So. The cameos, unless he doesn't know anything about superhero stuff, so he that's he just problem. he just went to watch and enjoy, right? Like that's that's, and I talk about it all the time, right? Like that's where my problem is falling into, and I think a lot of people that know the lore, I already had this movie written mm-hmm. in my head, and none of this was it. No, even in even as an adaptation, it still wasn't good. Michael no. Shannon didn't even know what the hell he did. No, like the 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 the. the you know, and, and that, that we had to make, oh, well, all of the past changed too. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. So <laughs> the, the, the chrono bubble, as it was be, be known to be called, um, when he was doing the going back in time thing, that could have been a seriously awesome effect. The visual effects in that were Ooh. bad, but they're so bad that the director had to come out and say that that was intentional. Is, <laughs> yeah. is, 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 I don't know if he's covering up. And let me tell you, when they first started showing the different, the big globes, the worlds, I mm-hmm. honestly thought we were getting Green Lanterns at that point. Like the bright red green ball, the bright red yellow ball. Like I thought, oh shit, Green Lanterns are showing up. That's going to be cool. You know, uh, the Titans TV show had better time traveling multiverse effects than this movie. So, so as as far as time, I also travel, had a better Flash. <clears throat> um, <laughs> the um, the cameos. In the different worlds that were colliding. Yeah. Uh, we got black and white Superman, George Reeves. Yep. Great nod. Loved it. Loved it. We got it. So we got a Jay Garrick flash, but it was not Teddy Sears. It no, looked or, like or, um, or what's his name? John Wesley Ship. Yeah. It was neither of them. It looked like Teddy Sears, and I thought that was a thing. And Teddy came out and was like, dude, that's not me. No, it would have been that, great if that was Grant Gustin. That would have right? been a cameo right there. You him as the old school Flash. Oh, my God. So we get generic Jay Garrick, and then we get what was one of my two favorite little cameos of the whole thing. We get Christopher Reeve Superman, and, and that was a CGI'd thing because Superman – and Helen Slater as Supergirl appeared together looking and watching the worlds collide. With super never... blurry CGI to make sure that it was like, it's, it's kind of them. Um, right. right. Who never appeared on screen together. No, because and I don't think they were the same. They weren't the same universe. Uh, no. In the, they movies. Just have... the movies were two different. They weren't the same, same right. universe in the movies. Um, we got uh, Adam West, Cesar Romero, and Burt Ward. Yep. It was a... Like a blink and you miss it kind yeah, of I'm uh, running down a hallway. And then the great, the second greatest cameo of the entire movie was the Nick Cage cameo. Nick Cage fighting a giant mechanical spider was oh the greatest piece of that movie. And I now need Nick Cage as Superman. I need a one-off Nick Cage Superman movie. After so, seeing that. so uh, Kevin Smith, 
you know, fan of the show, uh, friend of the show. Uh, he uh, he Did is he doing he is doing a reading. Did he cry of his Superman Live script oh. at uh, Smog Castle I'd... Cinema in in uh, Highlands, Atlantic I, Highlands? I, uh, I think this weekend actually. I would pay anything to go see that. Um, the fact that they had him fighting a giant mechanical spider, which is exactly what the studio wanted when he wrote his script. Cause I just yeah. went back and I watched him tell that story from 14 years ago and it's still freaking funny. Uh, there's, there's a whole documentary. Did you ever see the documentary? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Where the but producer just... that, that wanted it is like, Oh my God, we had to have this spider. Yeah. Oh no. That's the greatest. It's the, the story that he tells is the best. Um, and then at the very end, we had the George Clooney Batman, which I or Bruce Wayne, which I personally really enjoyed the tongue and cheek joke. I, 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 we don't have time to do it, but there's there are three endings to this movie shot. And Cavill and Gal Gadot were supposed to be the actual ending of this movie. But with because of Bat with Bat right with and that was supposed to be the next step forward in this DCU. Right. But because of the constant changes that got scrapped and there was another one. The George Clooney thing only came up three weeks before the movie came out or yeah. something. Well, because then they had, well, no, then they were going to have Sasha Kelly and Keaton. Yes. Was that the was second the second one because right. Keaton was supposed to be in this Batgirl and Aquaman. Right. But so now if we have, maybe, maybe we get Clooney and Aquaman and not, not Affleck, but we know Affleck's well, about Aquaman. So now when the, when the hell does Aquaman happen? Well, I didn't stay and watch the end credit scene, and I'm glad I didn't because it really was pointless to everything. Like it just didn't make any sense from from what I was reading. Oh, uh, it was so. It was just him and him and it was it was to get Momoa in the movie is all it was. Momoa is only free this day, right? And only with Ezra is is how and that was. We're it was gonna have you face down. We're gonna have you face down in a puddle for half of it. Yeah, it was it was bad. Look, I, this movie had a lot of hype coming into it, and I kind of, after the Tom Cruise thing, I was really kind of excited about the movie a little bit, a little bit. And and then as soon as I, like, I went at 5.30 after working all day, I had went right from work to the movie theater, and I almost fell asleep three times. I, look, I went in on Saturday afternoon. I almost, I, I fell asleep quite a bit during the uh, initial Keaton stuff um, <laughs> because I was so tired of dealing with two Ezra's for 40 minutes already. Yeah. Uh, it's a shame that it's a shame that the movie sucked as bad as it did. There is uh, Sasha Kelly said there is an R-rated um, longer version of her escape from four-hour director's cut. It'll come. It'll M come. Muschietti, they're already they're already requesting it. Did you know that the original commissioning of this movie? Um, hold on, because I have this up, and, and I know we're over, but we we got we got we got to talk through this. Hold on, we're ready to go. So. Let me just let me just go through the development history of this movie. Yes. So please. in 2006, they gave the first pick to David Goyer, who ended up doing the Suicide Squad to write the film based for the character of his choice. He picked the Flash. Uh, that was in 2006. Didn't work out. 2010, they hired Greg Berlanti, Michael Green, and Mark Guggenheim to write a take on it. Um. In 2014, it was rumored that that would release in 2017 following Justice League and Wonder Woman. Uh, then that fell through. Then they went for uh, Seth Graham Smith in 2015 was supposed to come in. Uh, then that fell through for creative differences. Then in 2016, it was announced that Rick uh, Famuyiwa from uh, yeah. Mandalorian fame now 
mm-hmm. was brought onto it. He then left for creative differences. Uh, that was supposed to have started filming in 2017. Uh, and then they hired uh, Joby Harold to rewrite the script. And that's when it was announced it was going to be Flashpoint. And they hired John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein in 2018, January, to uh, then write and direct the film again. Um, uh, they left due to creative differences. Uh, wow. In February of the following year, or March of the following year. And then Ezra Miller and Grant Morrison were writing the script. And then in 2019, Andy Muschietti came on after they officially got rid of everybody else, and Christina Hodson came on to write it. So that was 2019. So between 2014 and 19, this movie had six different showrunners, or six different directors, writers, all those things, and this is the best thing they came up with out of all of that. Unbelievable. Right? Uh, it's a sh- like, so crazy that it went through all that, and this is the crap. Look, it's like Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. There was just too many hands that got on it. Or solo, uh, like just you know, you just get too many points of view, and none of it. I'm hoping James Gunn can turn that around for the DCEU, but I don't believe it yet, because um, he it, also sold it, us a bill it, of goods with this movie. Yeah, I mean, I think he kind of had to say it was good. Just, I mean, he wasn't like, going to say it sucks, but right. I I think he was playing a political game, saying it was good to just you know, whatever. Um, next week. We should, if we if we go, it might be Monday, it might be Tuesday. We'll see. I know you're you're traveling, and I'm traveling and coming home. Hopefully, um, we have Secret Invasion, which will be good to talk about. Um, that starts, as I said, uh, the day after this drops, uh, and a new new Star Trek episode that I can kind of give a gloss over. Yeah, and I'll I'll have some other some other stuff caught up. We'll be another episode of Dead City in. We'll have some other things popping up. Hopefully, now awesome. that we got the flash out of the way, we'll get some better DCU some DC news Ooh. coming up because uh, they can still do casting even though they can't write a word. Um, nope. But, you, but, go you know, see really, just everybody that's still on here, thanks for keeping us around Thank for a hundred so episodes and listening, and, and yes. you know, joining us on Monday nights and joining in the conversation like we always ask. Make sure you tell another friend, tell them about the podcast, tell them they don't even have to have a video up. They can listen to us uh, while they're driving around. Um, you know, just t- tell them to listen to us that way. They can find us on Apple, Google, wherever. Drop us that five-star rating. Give us a review. We'd appreciate it. And Thank you, thank Dom. You. Thanks, thank as always, congrats. for finding the Geek Spot. Good night, everybody. Hey!